4: computer solitaire huh
2: Ah, oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes
5: chumbacasino.com
0: the
5: johnson wax program with fibber mcgee and molly The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Sweet Dreaming.
3: Cox. you said something several weeks ago about protective housekeeping. That sounds like an interesting idea to me. I'd like to hear more about
5: it. Well, that is an interesting idea, and a work-saving idea, too. It comes from the fact that wax not only beautifies floors, furniture, and woodwork, but protects them as well. In fact, I don't know which is the more important benefit, the extra beauty that wax gives or this extra protection. Take floors, for example. When they are regularly polished with Johnson's Paste or Liquid Wax, They are protected against scratches, against the wear and tear of traffic. They may never need refinishing. And, of course, the wax polish that gives them such rich beauty also makes cleaning a much simpler task. The same thing holds true when you Johnson wax your tabletops, your woodwork, window sills, radiator covers, and Venetian blinds. The film of wax that makes all these things more beautiful also protects them against wear, dirt, and smudgy fingerprints. Many good housekeepers have told me they just couldn't keep house without genuine Johnson's Wax. Buy some tomorrow. (laughs) Squire of 79 Wistful Vista and his neighbor Gildersleeve are typical red-blooded Americans. They love all kinds of sports and exercise. For instance, here we meet these two sportsmen in an atmosphere of tense excitement, with masculine violence boiling just beneath the surface, as they match their skill and wits in a battle for supremacy.
6: It's your move,
2: Gildersleeve. Yes, I know.
4: Ah oh, my, it's nice to see you two boys playing checkers peacefully together. Instead of fighting and bickering.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a peace-loving man, Mrs. McGee. And if my little chum and I can't get along together like any good friends, I'd... Here, here, what are you doing, McGee? What does it look like I'm doing? I'm
6: jumping three of your men. Thereby winning the game (laughs) Now, wait a minute, McGee You missed two squares Why, I never know such a thing You did too, I saw you You moved from here to here to here I did not I moved from here to here to here to here
2: Didn't I, Molly?
4: I'm sorry, I wasn't looking But I know McGee wouldn't cheat, Mr. Gildersleeve.
2: I wish I was as sure of that as you are, (laughs) Miss
4: Now,
6: you wait a minute, Throckmorton You, you cad? Uh, Who's a cad? You're a cad. No, on second thought, you ain't a cad. You're only a fliver. A broken-down Model T fliver.
2: Is that so? Yes, sir. Why, you indeterminate little sand
6: flea? Anybody that would cheat a checkers. Don't you accuse me of cheating, you tub-tummy-ton of toggin' flurm? Why,
2: you little... What's toggin' (laughs) flurm?
6: That's the bait they use to catch renifers. Uh, What are renifers? What's the matter with you? Don't you know anything? By George, I'm going home. I refuse to play checkers with any bullheaded little beetle brain like you, McGee. Okay, you big baby. Take your coaster wagon and go crying home to mama.
2: You can't take it. That's what's the matter with you. Well, maybe I can't take it. But I can ladle it out, McGee. (laughs) One more insulting remark from you and I'll beat your brains out. If I can borrow a feather duster,
6: you'll beat my brains out. Why, you hollow-headed hippo? You couldn't poke your way out of a hairnet.
4: <laughs> All right, that's enough. Give me that checkerboard.
6: Oh, but Molly, we, we we can't quit now. We're we're tied seven and seven.
2: Oh, let us play just one more game, Mrs. McGee. We'll be quiet, won't we, little Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> we were just kidding. Well.
4: All right, then. Just one more game.
6: <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> and after this, I'll keep my eye on you, chum. Well, that's... A... What do you mean? What for? So you won't cheat. Oh, so you still claim I cheated, do you? Now you listen to me, you overstuffed devil. Quiet,
4: quiet, the both of you. And give me that checkerboard again. McGee, go upstairs and put on a clean shirt for dinner. And you, Mr. Gildersleeve... Yes? Go home.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Mrs. McGee. Go home. Gee whiz, I didn't. You mean...
4: heard what the lady
6: says, Gildersleeve.
4: Scram. I'll not have my home turned into a. into a. Oh, well, I won't have it turned into. I might have known this peace and quiet wouldn't last. Good night, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, good night. Good night, little chum. <laughs>
6: Hey, look, Molly, we wasn't...
4: Hey, what you doing? I'm wrapping this checkerboard up. Give me a piece of string. What you wrapping it up for? I'm going to give it away. Oh,
6: now, wait a minute. Just because Gildersleeve and me get into a little argument now and then, shucks, that does us good.
4: I know that. Well, then what's your idea? If it does two fighting men that much good, think what it will do for the army.
6: (laughs) The army? What's the army Sure,
4: I read in the paper where the boys in camp are short on games and books and magazines. So I'm going to send them this checkerboard, thus helping the war department out there... And peace department out here. <laughs> you still object, dearie?
6: Well, no, I guess not. But but don't don't send the checkerboard. Just send send them the parch outfit. <laughs> oh, I doubt if them dice would be used for parch
4: <laughs> Why don't you send that cribbage board of yours? You can't use it anymore. Why not? It's full of holes. Mm, termites. <laughs> Look, dearie, while we're at it, let's send a lot of things. They need books and magazines, too. That's a great idea,
6: Molly. This house is getting all cluttered up with books anyway. Must be a half a dozen around here.
4: <laughs> look, McGee, I've got a great idea. Huh? Let's go see all our friends and collect a lot of games and books and magazines and send them to camp.
6: Yeah, that's a swell idea, Molly, but look, please don't send my checkerboard. I and Gildersleeve are tied seven and seven, we got to play it off to see who's oh, champion.
4: Oh, go on. Draw pennies or pitch straws for it. Now, come on. We'll call on everybody we know and get them to donate games and books.
6: You you're still going to send my checkerboard? Definitely. Uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give up my ping pong set instead. I'll throw in my wood-burning outfit, my model airplane kit, and the ship I'm building in the bottle.
4: <laughs> no, we'll just send the checkerboard and the ping pong.
6: Well, incidentally, you know how ping pong got its name? No. It was invented by two Chinese fellas, Fui Ping and Charlie Pong. <laughs>
4: Why, how interesting.
6: You still going to send my checkerboard?
4: (laughs) Yes, and uh, go get the ping-pong set. You know where it is. Sure. Where?
6: Right here in the hall closet. Uh... (laughs) Got to straighten out that closet one of these days.
4: Wonderful how everybody is cooperating on this thing, dearie. Yep. Heavenly days, we must have a half a ton of books and games and magazines promised already. Yep,
6: they'll never miss my checkerboard now. <laughs> so let's keep it night and I can play off the championship with Gildersleeve. Now,
4: now, now. I thought we had that all settled. The checkerboard is going.
6: Well, shucks, I don't know why you got to send my favorite stuff. You'd have sent my easy chair to the Army, too, if it hadn't had flat feet.
4: <laughs> oh, for goodness sakes, anybody think your life depended on one measly little checker game?
6: Mine don't, but Gildersleeve's does. <laughs> It'll kill him if I win. <laughs> hey, here's Nick DiPopolis' house. Let's see what he can give us. Well, let me see. If he offers...
0: Well, for scream's sakes, it and Cupid, this is an unexpected pleasure. What's
4: roasting? Well... Huh? He means what's cooking, dearie Oh <laughs> Look, Mr. DiPopolis, we're collecting games and books and magazines for the boys in camp Now, what have you got that we can have?
0: Hmm, well, I don't think we have any games, Cupid Unless you can use some jigsaw poodles <laughs>
6: Oh, jigsaw puzzles are swell, Nick uh, How about books and magazines, though?
0: Now you are beginning to talk sense with something to it uh-huh. I am having a superfluity of books, and I'm happy to
4: get rid of them. Oh, thanks, Mr. De Send them over to our house, and we'll have a truck ready to take them out to camp.
6: Yeah, why are you so glad to get rid of them, though, Nicholas? Oh, they're too hard on my eyes, Fizzer.
4: Oh, you read a lot, Mr. De
0: I don't read at all, Cupid, but my kids are always playing catch with them and hitting me in the face. (laughs) Yesterday, I'm getting smacked with Gone with the Wind, and for ten minutes, I'm hearing for who the bells are ringing.
7: (laughs) Well, I'll send them
4: over. Thank you.
6: Now, get a load of the brass knocker, Molly. you think anybody as well off as Uppington could afford a doorbell.
4: <laughs> she probably thinks a quaint old knocker expresses her personality, McGee.
6: <laughs> you mean she has a need for a knocker because she's knock <laughs> Don't you get it? I says she uh, has... Ah,
4: taint funny,
6: McGee. <laughs> she would be in a bathing suit. <laughs>
4: How do you do, Mrs. Uppington? Oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? And Mr.
3: McGee?
6: Good afternoon, Uppie. Where's your butler? Oh,
4: you mean Snathers? Oh, I lost him last Saturday. Oh. oh mm-hmm. that's too bad. You know, he always interested me in a strange way. How was that, Molly? Well, he had an expression on his face that reminded me of, uh, of, uh, well, I don't know exactly, but there was a look in his eye that, uh, uh, well, did you ever clean fish? <laughs>
6: Where'd you happen to lose the old frozen puss, Uppy?
3: <laughs> uh, May it was all very strange. Eh? Yes, he was serving dinner, and the radio was broadcasting the Kentucky Derby, oh, the Derby. and after Whirlaway had run the race, mm-hmm. Snathers picked up the strawberry shortcake, danced around a bit, and then said, Here, old girl, wear this for a mask. <laughs> and... You know, the first thing I knew, I was.
4: <laughs> he smacked you, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh dear! Well, I don't blame you for firing him, Abigail.
3: Oh, but I didn't, my dear. He just quit. Yeah. Oh, may I, I wish there was some way to get him back?
6: Do you mean to stand there with your velvet neckband full of Adam's apple and tell me
4: you want that guy back?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Why, of course I do, Mr. McGee. Well,
4: I don't understand it either, Mrs. Uppington. Why?
3: Why, because through him I found how wonderful crushed strawberries and whipped cream are for the complexion.
6: (laughs) I give up. Come on, Molly, let's Oh, just a
4: second, dear. You forgot what we came for. Oh, yes. The magazines for the boys in camp, remember? Oh, oh, yes, of course. I have them right
3: here, all ready for you. Oh, well, how did you know about it, Abigail? Oh, you told Mr. Gildersleeve, and he told his wife, and she mentioned it to the grocer. And he is strictly a guy who tells everybody everything.
6: Oh, (laughs) boy, tell me. Take a squint at these magazines, Molly. Nasty Confessions, Fantastic Mechanics, Bloodthirsty Heartthrobs, True House Detective Stories, Curvy Cutie Cartoons.
4: <laughs> Why, yeah, I never knew you read this type of literature. Me? Well, really, Mrs. McGee. These belong to the servants. Oh.
3: I consider myself insulted. Well. And you'd realize that if you ever read these magazines from cover to cover, as I always do. I... Oh, that's what I say. <laughs> Goodbye. You see, Wilcox, what we want is
6: games and books and magazines for the boys in camp.
4: Yes, they're a little short of recreational supplies, Mr. Wilcox.
6: I see. Well, I've got a croquet set that's hardly been used. No, you don't get the idea, Harlow. N- nothing
5: elaborate like that. Just Just small stuff.
4: Haven't you anything you can hold on your lap?
5: Well, my secretary, Miss Clegg... Hey, 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 hey. Now, wait a minute, Wilcox. Well, now, wait a minute. You wait a minute. I was going to say, my secretary, Miss Clegg, will go through my house and see what she can find. Oh. And you say you want a lot of books and magazines, too? That's
4: the idea, Mr. Wilcox. Just send them over to our house, and thank you very much.
5: Oh, not at all. I was in the Army myself, and I know how it is. Oh, what What was you in the Army, Wilcox? Well, <laughs> most of the time I was on kitchen police. As a matter of fact, I still am.
4: Really?
6: Uh, Folks, I'm sorry. I I didn't see it coming. (laughs) Science has never discovered any way to keep flies out of the cream pitcher, moths out of bathing suits, and Wilcox out of sales talk. (laughs) But we can dream, can't we? (laughs) Okay, Wilcox, I'll go along with you. (laughs) How come you're still on kitchen police?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Why, that's simple. I'm responsible for arresting the wear and tear and the cracking and warping of linoleum. But I don't use a nightstick and a revolver. I arrest them with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, the marvelous polish that shines as it dries.
4: Personally, I think that's very interesting. Go on, Mr. Wilcox.
5: My pal. <laughs> Try and stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Why, look, with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, linoleum will last much, much longer. It'll retain the original beauty of pattern and color and save hours of tedious scrubbing. Glow coat requires no, <clears throat> no rubbing and no buffing. It shines itself in 20 minutes or less after applying, and you'll love the new feeling of cleanliness it gives your home. And as an old kitchen policeman, I can assure you that grime doesn't pay.
1: Oh.
6: <laughs> Wilcox, if I had your enthusiasm and you had my brains, we wouldn't be working for the Johnson Wax people. We wouldn't? No, we'd be the Johnson Wax oh. people.
7: Come on.
4: books and magazines and games to send out to the army camp. Now, have you got anything for us?
8: Well, now, I would just love to help you out, Mrs. McGee, but I wouldn't dare give anything away without consulting my wife.
6: Well, go ahead and consult her, Wimple.
8: Oh, I couldn't disturb her now, Mr. McGee. She's taking her music lesson. Oh.
4: Does she sing, Mr. Wimple?
8: No, she plays the... Well, wait. I'll open the door to the music room just a fraction, and we'll see her in action. (laughs) She's... she's very talented, don't you think? (laughs) Well, she's certainly got
6: what it takes.
8: Yes, indeed Now, if somebody would only take what she's got and throw it away, (laughs) maybe maybe I'd get a little peace and quiet around here.
4: Have you uh, protested, Mr. Wimple?
8: Oh, many times, Mrs. McGee. I often say to her, Cornelia, I say, why don't you give up those drums and go back to your other hobby?
6: What was her other hobby?
8: Lion (laughs) taming.
4: Heavenly
8: days, lion taming. Yes, she uses our kitchen chairs, too. They're all scarred up with teeth marks. Oh. Believe me, that varnish tastes terrible.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
8: My goodness, I, I don't know why I'm getting so personal. I'll send over whatever I can, Mrs. McGee. Well,
4: thank
8: you, Mr. Wimple. Oh, not at all.
6: The boys and camp will sure appreciate it, Wimple. And I speak as one who knows... Old army man myself, you know.
8: I belonged to the home guard one. Oh. But my wife doesn't like me to have a gun around the house. Oh. She says I might accidentally shoot her sometime. <laughs> <laughs> that woman is positively uncanny. <laughs> but, Mr. McGee, what were you in the army?
6: I was cook of Company C, Wallace, just like my father was before me. Son of a sea cook, McGee, I was no doubt. <laughs> Son of a sea cook, McGee, celebrated in story and song as the super supervisor of the soup stove, the skillful scientific Samson of the sizzling steak skillet, and the snappy sergeant of the spud-skinning squad, smooth as silk at supplying a seafood spree by subdividing a sardine into sufficient servants to satisfy six or seven small soldiers, smart as the city slicker at switching skinny shrimps into sleek and strong supermen by stuffing same with sausages, sandwiches, and similar succulent snacks, a sturdy citizen at stock and stomach swimple, but let's hear the king's men singing something similar.
5: The gang's sing, Polly Put the kettle On. Oh, Polly, what do you want? Polly
8: put the kettle on, the
7: kettle on, the kettle on. Polly put the kettle on and we can have some tea. Polly, put the kettle on, the kettle on, the kettle on. Polly, put the kettle on, and we can have some tea. Get out the cookies, we're gonna have a treat. I'll sweep the crumbs away, you'll sweep me off my feet. Polly, put. little M and then turn on the heat, you and me for tea, better get the butter and the jelly and the cream, The gingerbread cookies by the score, hand me down that glow coat, we'll eat right off the floor, oh Polly, put the kettle on, Polly, put the kettle on, oh you golly Polly, won't you put on the kettle and settle down, settle down, Polly put the kettle on, the kettle on, the kettle on, then settle right down with me.
2: Here, load these books in the truck, McGee. Load them in yourself,
6: Gildersleeve. I'm the hizzy.
4: Why, you're not either, McGee. Mr. Gildersleeve and I have done almost all the work. Okay,
6: Uh, okay. Hey, give me a hand with this ping-pong outfit, Gildersleeve. uh, Certainly, Tom. You take the table, and I'll take the balls and rackets.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Come on now, boys. Let's hurry and get
6: Hello, kids. What's cooking? Oh, hi, old-timer. We're loading all these books and magazines and games and stuff into the truck. We're taking them to the soldiers.
4: By the way, McGee... Uh, Do you know the way out there to the camp?
6: No, not exactly. Hey, old-timer, Hey, which is the best way to camp?
4: Well, I always say the best
0: way to camp is to pick out a piece of high ground near some running water, then pitch a tent... No, no.
4: (laughs) What? No, which is the best way to the army camp? Hey, oh, oh, that. Well, uh, daughter, best way is to drive out
0: of town any direction till you see a soldier standing beside the road. Then you go whichever way his thumb is pointing, see? <laughs>
6: now, that's very intelligent, but I knew you could tell us, old-timer, you've got such a wise face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what everybody says, Johnny. They says i got a lot of intelligence in my face for my age.
2: <laughs> yes, you got a lot of age in it, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's your face that convinces me that a puss has nine lives. <laughs>
0: Good track, Martin, But that ain't the way I heard it. <laughs> no, sir. The way I heard it, one feller says Tother feller fella, say, say. You been reading about that lady bullfighter down in Mexico? Yep, says t'other feller. Wonderful, ain't she? How'd she ever learn to dodge them wild animals? Dunno, says the first fella. But they say she used to be a cigarette girl in a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Get out of the way. Now, get out of the way while we finish loading this stuff. Old
4: it's timer. all loaded, McGee. Oh. It is. And a wonderful lot of stuff, too. Now, who's going to drive?
2: I am. Oh, wait a minute, McGee. Who was it that borrowed this truck? Whose
6: idea was it to collect this stuff? Mine. You want to drive, Molly? No. Okay, okay I'll, I'll drive. drive.
4: I'll settle it, kids. I'll drive. Well, fine. fine. Let's get going. Get in, boys. Come on.
2: Not so fast, old timer. Slow
6: down.
4: How do you do it? Yep. Why, take your foot off the accelerator. Where is it? Oh. Heavenly <laughs> days, didn't you ever drive a car before? No, but it's fun, ain't it? Oh. Oh. <laughs>
2: Yes, I'm the morale and recreation officer, Captain Gordon. Uh, you're Mr. McGee? No, thank goodness. This is Mr. McGee. Oh. <laughs> and this is my wife, Molly Cap.
4: How do you do, I'm sure.
2: Delighted, Mrs. McGee. And I wish to express the appreciation of our whole camp for the trouble you've gone to to get these recreational facilities together for us. Where shall we unload them, Cap? Uh, the men are already starting to unload the truck, Mr. McGee. The recreation house is right next door. Uh, by the way, I didn't meet this gentleman. What gentleman? There ain't any... gentleman? Oh, this guy. <laughs> this is Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. Cap Gordon's, Rocky. Uh, How do you do, sir? And thank you also, Mr. Gildermorton. You you don't know how much you people have contributed to the morale and well-being of our boys. A fine group of young men, and we have to see that they have fun, you know. Now, come on, Gilly. we better go help unload the stuff. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, Okay, McGee. Uh, See you later, Captain. Uh, Certainly,
4: certainly. Well, so you really think this was a good idea, do you, General?
2: Splendid, Mrs. McGee. Splendid. A great thought, but... uh, Uh, don't call me General. I'm only a captain. Oh,
4: <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, when McGee was in the Army, he was only a sergeant. You know, two stripes on his sleeve.
2: Uh, two stripes is a corporal.
4: It is? Why, he always said he was... Why, that little rascal in all these years, I believe... <laughs> well, come, Mrs.
2: McGee. Let's go and see if the men had that truck unloaded, eh?
4: All right. Well, that was fast work. The truck is empty. But where are McGee and Gildersleeve?
2: I don't know. I I say, my good fellow, did you see the two men who came with this truck?
4: Sure did, Admiral. They went right in there. Said they had to finish up. Finish up? Oh, finish up unpacking those things. Well, come on, Captain. Well, heavenly day.
6: Okay, Gildersleeve, it's your move. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Weber and Molly will
5: be back in just a moment. You know, during these nice spring days, most of us like to be out of doors as much as we can. Personally, I like to be able to play a little more golf, work a little longer in my garden. I find that most women who keep house are especially grateful during this season for any product that really saves them work. That's one reason so many of them sing the praises of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Actually, thousands of letters come into the Johnson offices saying, Thank you for glow coat. Yes, self-polishing glow coat saves hours of work, not only because it needs no rubbing or buffing, but also because it makes it so easy to keep floors clean, sparkling, and spotless. Linoleum that is polished regularly with glow coat lasts indefinitely. Its colors as fresh and bright as new. So glow coat is money-saving as well as work-saving. And remember, you save money, too, by buying Johnson's glow coat in the larger sizes. <laughs>
6: Ladies and gentlemen, while we had some fun with the idea of getting games and books and magazines together for the boys in camp, it is a good idea. They really need them and they'll be glad to get them.
4: They certainly do. So look around your house tonight and get a bundle of games and reading matter together for the boys.
6: Just mail or send it to the recreation and morale officer at the army camp post or station nearest you. It'll be greatly appreciated.
4: Give them that address again, McGee.
6: The recreation and morale officer of your nearest army camp post or station.
5: Good night.
4: Good night, all.
5: This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow coat, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night.
4: Polish your car, mister, while you park.
5: No, I don't think you'll
2: have time, son.
4: Oh, sure I will, with this new Johnson's Auto-Polish car new. It's two-in-one, you know. Cleans and wax polishes at the same time. And, say, I'll bet you won't know your own bus when you see it. I polished four cars already today, all with Carnu. Gee, you ought to seen them. They're swell. Make you a special deal, boss. If you're not satisfied, you don't owe me no dough.
2: Okay, bud. Give her the works. I've been wanting to try Johnson's Carnu myself for two months. This is the National Broadcasting Company.